Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start today's very interesting conversation, I just want to pause for just a moment to say thank you to DBV Technologies for being a very kind sponsor of FACTS Roundtable podcast. Please note that today's guest was not sponsored by DBV or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Adults with food allergies are often faced with how to find the balance of being a team member while engaging with superiors or clients and protecting their health all at the same time. We're sitting down with an adult with food allergies who also is FACS Vice President of Programs, Linda Menigan, to explore how to approach holiday parties and events in the workplace for success. Welcome, Linda, to Facts Roundtable Podcast. I am absolutely ecstatic. You are back on the show with us today to bring us wonderful new information. I'm so excited to be here and and have the opportunity to share this morning with you. Thank you. Before we get started, though, can you share your own personal food allergy story and your role at Fact? You are an adult with food allergies who brings a wonderful perspective to our organization. Absolutely. So my journey started 19 years ago when my daughter Bailey was diagnosed at 10 months old with multiple life-threatening food allergies. She's allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and anato, and she's outgrown sunflower, egg, and coconut, and advocating for Bailey over these years and educating those around her in our family, in her school, et cetera, has taught me and us how to live our best life with food allergies. And I was diagnosed with my food allergies to shellfish and walnuts about five years ago. And oh boy, have times changed over the years in the food allergy community And we're making amazing progress with food allergy education and awareness, thanks to FACT and their mission. My FACT story began, this is pretty funny, when I found out that there was a local camp for kids with food allergies. I was super excited about this. The camp is called Camp TAG, T-A-G, stands for the Allergy Gang. So I called Eleanor one day to inquire about this amazing camp. I asked about 100 questions because that's what we do as allergy parents. And then I told Eleanor, I'm not leaving my daughter with you. She has food allergies. (laughs) And then Eleanor said in the kindest voice ever, well, it just so happens to be that I'm looking for parent volunteers for Camp Tag. And I immediately said, yes, sign me up. I was so excited. I was dancing around the living room, 
loudly saying, woot, woot, my daughter's going to camp. She's going to summer camp, camp tag. She's going to be included, not excluded. Finally, a camp for kids with food allergies. And that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to say that Eleanor didn't think I was crazy because she asked me to help again at the Maryland camp tag a few weeks later. I've helped Eleanor over the past 10 years in some sort of capacity with fact, wherever she needed help, I was always there to support her. When the opportunity came for her to grow her team, I was honored that she asked me to be the vice president of programs. I knew the programs very well. I attended them over the years and helped where she needed me. As the vice president of programs at FACT, I attend, I direct, implement, and oversee FACT's programs. And the programs include Camp Tag, the annual Food Industry and Research Summit, the annual Leadership Summit, the Teen Retreat, to ensure our programs and events are successful and run smoothly. I love how you were this passionate, excited volunteer. I know exactly what you're talking about with that feeling when you find out there is something inclusive, but I love how you've just expanded your experience with FACT until the point where it was time for you to take on a leadership role. Yes, that is very exciting. And I'm very thankful for Eleanor for trusting me and giving me that opportunity. Circling back to your comment that you discovered your food allergy five years ago, how did you discover that? I was out dining with friends and I had a seafood bisque soup, which had shrimp, lobster, crab, and a nice, creamy, delicious, cheesy sauce. It was delicious. It was amazing. And then I broke out full on anaphylaxis, had to inject myself with epinephrine called 911 and went to the emergency room, needed another shot of epinephrine while I was in the hospital. And that's how I found out I was allergic. I followed up with my board certified allergist, completed food allergy testing. And sure enough, shellfish allergy was positive. And you joined Bailey in the epinephrine caring club. Yes saves lives. It does. And thank goodness you had it on you. Exactly. Had I not had Bailey's epinephrine on me, it could have very well been a different situation because I don't have a history of food allergies. I'm really glad to hear you had it on you and you were able to jump into action immediately. Good end to the story. Thank you. With the holidays coming up, including New Year's Eve, we know that managing food allergies is tricky, but if you're a child, you have your parents and caregivers creating safe environments for you just because you're too young to self-manage. But as an adult with food allergies and managing social situations, it's a very different type of challenge. So can you paint a picture of what type of barriers adults with food allergies face when trying to manage work-related social situations? As an adult, you're invited to lots of adult parties, celebrations, professional networking events. All of these events are out of your quote unquote planning control. There are chefs preparing food for these events. 
They may or may not know how to prepare food for someone with food allergies. They may not know about cross contact or dedicated serving utensils that they cook with or even a dedicated food allergy workspace in their kitchen, things like that. So it's always best, if you can, speak to the event planner and the chef and the bartender at these events so that you can enjoy the event safely. And I found also that the chefs love to talk about the food that they've specially prepared for these events. And if there's something that they've prepared that is not safe for you, this is an opportunity for them to explain what's in the food, what are the ingredients, and better yet, it gives the chef the opportunity to highlight their culinary skills and prepare something amazing for you that you can eat safely. Now, quick question. Do you do this ahead of time? So say you have an event two weeks from now. Do you reach out to the chef now or how do you handle that? Always best to reach out as soon as possible. If you know the event is at a certain restaurant and you know the day and the time, they've certainly planned their menu for that event. So you would call the manager, speak to the chef and say, hi, my name is Linda. I'm attending this event. It's coming up in two weeks. I have food allergies. I'd like to know what you're serving at this event and if I can safely come to the event and enjoy the food that you're preparing. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, Linda, as an adult living with food allergies, how do you tackle a workplace, social, or business event such as a holiday party or a client appreciation type event? What do you do with this? Honestly, this may not be for everyone, but for me, I try to join the planning committee. <laughs> but if I'm not on the planning committee, I'll connect with the person planning the event to ensure that they are aware of my food allergies. I kindly ask, what are they planning? And then decide if there are reasonable accommodations, I go from there. I found out that I'm usually accommodated most of the time. They, they appreciate the fact that I reached out to them ahead of time. I go to a lot of professional networking events at all kinds of places. When it's a new place, I always talk to the chef preparing the food. I'll ask the chef to bring me my own plate that he's prepared and he knows is safe for me. If it's a buffet, I tend not to eat. This is where I'll ask the chef to make a safe plate for me, or I just eat ahead of time and don't go. If we're at a networking event and someone is eating my allergen, I'll sit away from them. I'll sit with other coworkers. If the space is within my own common area, I will remind them of my food allergy and ask them nicely to clean the area with a disinfectant wipe. And then if it's in my office, I clean it again. If I'm not 100% comfortable with the event, I will eat something before going to the event and I will not eat what they're serving. I'll still go to the event because I want to connect with coworkers and professional partners. However, if it's a seafood restaurant or a seafood buffet with lots of shellfish, I will respectfully decline the invite to stay safe 
I'll certainly inform the host of the reason why I'm declining and thank them for the invitation and for thinking of me. As a matter of fact, I'm planning a professional event next week with two of my professional partners. I've taken the responsibility to ensure that we have a lovely, safe, healthy lunch for everyone. And I'm not the only one in our group with food allergies. There's 30 people attending this event. And in the planning process, we sent out a questionnaire prior to the event. And one of the questions was, are there any food allergies we need to be aware of when preparing food for this event? This is a very important to remember. If someone's given the opportunity to reply with a questionnaire, this is great. If not, then I would recommend that you take it upon yourself, advocate for yourself, ask who they can speak with if there is food involved with this event. For this event in particular, I met with the site manager, the location manager, the dining manager. We discussed the menu. I changed the menu to accommodate the allergies of the group. This gave me the opportunity to speak about safe food preparation in their kitchen and accommodating everyone that's coming. Linda, that was terrific information. But have you experienced any situations where you had to turn down an event or turn down a dinner with either coworkers or clients? Actually, yes, I have. I went to a work event and the group chose a seafood restaurant where there were lots of seafood items available on the menu, crab cake, shellfish, lobster, shrimp. I declined the invitation and one of the coworkers in particular said, oh, well, we don't want to have to worry about stabbing you with your epinephrine, so you might not want to come. And I was a little put back by that comment. But that gave me the opportunity to educate this person about living with food allergies, the severity of food allergies, and how I advocate for myself. Linda, let me pop in here for a minute. How did you educate your coworkers? So did you say something to the effect of, hey, let me tell you something? Yeah, absolutely. I recognized that this person was not trying to be mean, not trying to be funny, just that, oh, you know, you shouldn't go. It was me educating this person about food allergies, the severity of food allergies. It was the opportunity to talk about how extreme food allergies can be. I told him about my signs and symptoms I told him I've had five previous anaphylactic reactions and the situations in which they've occurred. I've also educated him on experiences that my daughter has gone through and her nine anaphylactic reactions. And when we were done talking, it's kind of like a light bulb went on in his head and he was very apologetic and He learned something that day and he thanked me for the information and experiences that I shared with him. So I think moving forward, he'll have a new perspective of someone living with food allergies and new awareness, if you will. And the fact that he thanked me and apologized was very kind. This is a powerful story because it really shows how 
people want education, but they don't know what they don't know until you tell them. And so this had such a great outcome where you kept yourself safe, but you had this wonderful opportunity. And I just personally love how you turn that situation around. So instead of getting just offended and upset, you really looked at it as this is a learning opportunity and you really turned it around. And now this person is forever changed, not only with you, but with everybody else they come in contact with. So thank you for sharing that absolutely fabulous story. Yeah, absolutely. Any opportunity to bring awareness, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) You're there. You're ready. Now, what steps do you have for our listeners to take to create a safe environment while having a good time at workplace holiday parties? Well, we certainly discussed some during this podcast, and we talked about how to create a safe environment. The most important takeaways here are to always be aware of your surroundings, be on alert, if you will. When speaking with someone who is eating your food allergy, maybe on an appetizer plate while they're speaking with you, if you're not comfortable with that closeness of your allergy, you can excuse yourself politely from that person and then come back and talk to them when they're not eating. I found that most people really understand and they want to keep you safe. And like I just said, they'll often apologize because they didn't know. You should also definitely speak to party planners, the chef ahead of time. You want to know which food you can and cannot eat safely. You can always ask them, how do you prepare your food for someone with food allergies? Do you have dedicated cooking space? And if you can't eat anything that they've prepared, will they make you something safe to eat? You can also certainly speak with the bartender about making your drink safely. You can ask them to wash their hands prior to making your drink. This is certainly not an unreasonable request. We do it all the time. You also want to keep your food and drink requests simple. Simple is better. And if you're not comfortable eating or drinking at the event and you really still want to go to the event and enjoy yourself and have a good time, You could eat before you go and then just simply drink water and have a good time and be around the people that you work with, your friends, holiday parties. Enjoy yourself. Solid advice. What tips do you have for fellow adults with food allergies about not feeling like they're attracting too much attention to themselves or feeling burdensome? Wow. Well, I'd like to start off by saying you are never never burdensome. You are protecting yourself and your life. And with some education, people will understand what it takes to keep you safe. Living with food allergies just takes a little bit more effort to live safely. My tips would be stay calm and use your words to educate those around you. Most importantly, advocate for yourself Start educating your immediate circle of closest friends and coworkers, and then branch out from there. Certainly call the restaurants ahead of time. If you're considering dining out, talk to the chefs, the managers about their food allergy awareness and safety and food preparation for someone with food allergies. And always read the label with anything that you're going to eat. And if there's not a label, don't eat it. It's not worth it. 
Thank you. Very, very good advice. Now, how can an employer who might be listening to this podcast take steps, and this is from your personal perspective, to be inclusive in the work environment? And for listeners and employers, if you're listening, we are going to have an upcoming podcast with FACTS General Counsel Amelia Smith to review from a more legal perspective what you can do, what is required by law. And so just to give you a better understanding of how to help and support your employees with food allergies. Uh, Absolutely. I can't wait to hear that podcast. In my experience, the employer can educate the staff by holding in-service training sessions about food allergies and keeping employees safe who have food allergies For example, they can dedicate a microwave oven in the staff break room for all the employees with food allergies. They can put a label on the microwave that says free from milk, egg, shellfish, etc. I have a microwave in my office that clearly says in bold highlighted font, allergy warning, no shellfish and tree nuts allowed, and my company is accommodating. When holding meetings, If food is involved, reach out to those with food allergies to include them and ensure they order safe food. For example, if it's a lunch and learn, we do them all the time. It happens quite often in a professional setting. Anybody attending in the registration process could check a box that says I have food allergies and then list what they are. If you're traveling to a corporate event, like we just talked about, Make sure that your personal profile with that travel agency includes that you have food allergies. And if they don't ask, make sure you tell them that you have food allergies. You always want to be included. For example, if you're going out to dinner at a seafood restaurant and you weren't included, you want to make sure and let them know that this happens. And complete a survey after each event, make it known. The company should ask on the pre-planning notes, do you have a food allergy that we need to be aware of? Wonderful. Really appreciate these tips. My son is 22 going on 23. And so this whole group of youth that have been growing up with food allergies are entering the workforce now. So these kind of conversations are becoming more and more important because even though he's in grad school, there are a lot more events now that they need to attend. So thank you very much for bringing all this to light. Our time today is coming to an end. So before we wrap up, is there anything you would like to share with listeners? Oh, thank you, Caroline, for giving me the opportunity to share my story with you and everybody listening today. I hope my life experiences with my daughter, Bailey, and myself have helped to let everyone know who is listening that they are not alone in their daily challenges and struggles of living with food allergies. I want everyone to know that living a life with food allergies can be difficult sometimes. People such as coworkers or friends or also even restaurants They want to protect you. They want you to be safe and they want to serve safe food for you to eat. I would always suggest that you speak up when necessary and ask for help and be your own advocate. 
I'd also like to thank Eleanor Garrow Holding, our president and CEO, and FACT, for creating this platform where we can discuss these important topics, where we can educate the community, where we can help advocate for others and teach other people to advocate for themselves. This is so important. And I'd also like to lastly thank DBV Technologies for sponsoring today's podcast. I have absolutely enjoyed my time with you today. Caroline, thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast today. Linda, the pleasure is all ours. Again, it's so critical to have these open, honest conversations and just get this conversation moving. I am completely inspired by your experience with your coworker explaining why you aren't attending because who knows how that impacted that gentleman and what he's going to do with that. That is phenomenal. So thank you so much. I know you are just ridiculously busy and appreciate your time here today. And I look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. Thank you. Have a great day. Once again, I would like to say thank you to DBV Technologies for being a very kind and generous sponsor of Facts Roundtable Podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another. Music